Welcome to Zora Talks. I'm Yuande, founder and CEO of Zora Digital. Today, we are talking about soups. On this episode, I speak with Elliot Cohen. He is the President and Chief Operating Officer of Parks and Nash, a Chicago-based CPG startup that makes bone broth soup. They've been in business for about two years now and have been getting national attention with their unique twist on a beloved American dish, soup. Happy to be speaking with Elliot today, so let's get started. So I'm going to jump right in and let's start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself. What led you to Parks and Nash? I was in strategy consulting. Um, the range of projects ran the whole gamut. And I loved the better for you food projects that I happen to be on. But at the same time, once in a while, you'll get maybe like a legal software project, something for me at least is not as exciting as better for you food. So I did want to, you know, make it my career. That became my passion. I've always had a, a love for CPG products, but if there's ones that are better for you, can help live you, make you live a healthier life, that's what I wanted on a repeating basis, more than just what you get out of consulting. I wanted to also grow with a company. So, you know, not just put together a roadmap that might be able to help people increase sales, but be part of it in the trenches. So I jumped from strategy consulting. I had, um, you know, to do that jump, I actually had a couple focus areas and from consulting, it, I would see, I could see the numbers and bone broth was one of three or four different healthy food areas that I really saw jumping off the charts. Even though at the time I didn't know kind of the science or the why behind it, I just saw that it was a hot market. Um, I jumped in, I met up with David Crouch, a solo founder who uh, didn't have a, a team around him yet. And we really hit it off. And Parks and Nash became that jump off point, became that mission for me. I, I was kind of methodically going through some of the Chicago area venture capital firms that do invest in these food startups. And Spiral Sun Ventures was one that just took Parks and Nash within its portfolio. So it was really through Spiral Sun Ventures that I, I met David. So there was a little bit of planning on both our parts, but um, but then it was just happenstance of how we happened to hit it off, found a groove together, really shared the mission. Of course, of course. Is bone broth at all related to the collagen craze that we've been seeing? Yep, the two crazes with a, a lot of overlap. Um, bone broth tends to be very, very rich in collagen. So in our soups, for example, more than half of the protein is collagen. So if we have a soup with 20 grams of protein, it might be 12 grams of collagen. Um, very, you know, it, it basically some of the amino acids that are in bone broth are collagen protein. So there's a lot of overlap and within the soup aisle, you kind of brand it as bone broth, but you very well could call it collagen soup. Um, in other aisles, it might make a, not quite as much sense to call it bone broth, but you, you would call it collagen, but it's a, a similar protein base. So um, we talked a little bit about the product, but can you give us the 30-second pitch of Parks and Nash? Of course. Parks and Nash, we are bone broth meets instant soup. And we are convenient in the fact that we are an instant soup, shelf-stable, lightweight, eat straight from the cup, made from a certified master chef, very affordable. What we're trying to do is bring bone broth and all the health benefits with it to the masses. 
um, where that you could get it anywhere, you know, any, any pantry product, any, any store, almost any channel online or brick and mortar. Um, and that's what we're trying to do is get bone broth to as many people as possible, because we really believe that if you incorporate it into your diet, it could really help eliminate or stave off a lot of these chronic diseases. Where did the name come from? What was the inspiration behind it? So before David Kruch was in fitness and physical therapy, um, he's a fourth generation Oklahoman farmer. And there are 11 farms in his family, I believe. Parks is one of those farms. Nash is another one of those farms. So, you know, it was almost a sacred promise from David to his family to use the clean ingredients, um, you know, take care and pride in what goes into the soup so that, you know, it's, it's, a, it's like a solemn oath to say, you know, I know what goes into creating what we create on the farmland. I want it to be equally as pure when starting a company. And we joke because Parks and Nash, two of the 11 farms, we always say that, okay, that's, uh, you know, another four or five businesses that you could start just using your own farm names from your family farms. <laughs> that in the works? Um, for, we, we see a long run with Parks and Nash, um, growing the brand over many, many years, but it's something that we always, it's kind of like wishful thinking, joking that if we ever wanted to start another company, put the other nine farms in a hat, pick out two of them, and we've got another company. Wow. That, that's a, that sounds like you guys have some big plans. And so uh, I have to stay tuned and see what all you come up with. Of course. I did do some research prior to this podcast, and I saw tons of positive reviews. Um, sounds like everyone is really taking to the flavors of the product. Can you tell us a little bit more about the flavors that you offer? Yep. Coconut Thai. That's probably one of the more exotic ones. We've got Tuscan vegetable and also Southwest vegetable. So a lot of greens in there. A, a lot of, you know, that's what also makes us different. We've got veggies and actual like substance to the soup so that it's more than just a flavored broth. You'll have a bite of uh, a zucchini. Um, we've got spicy chili and it does have a little bit of a kick to it. And then tomato basil. So they're all, you know, maybe something like a tomato basil is a little more neutral, but they all have what we hope is, you know, that, that flavor punch to it. Um, some people will talk about dressing them up, you know, throwing some fresh avocado into your Southwest vegetable. Um, but for the most part, we want bold flavors and a finished product. And we think that it makes us different as well. I haven't seen any on the market that have vegetables as different flavors. So definitely um, love that factor as well. And so what is the process for creating these flavors? Well, we're fortunate enough to have on our team a, a certified master chef. Um, there's, I think there's only 69 of them in our country right now. Someone who had to go through rigorous training of how to properly prepare like these time trial trainings. You think of any of those uh, TV shows that show how tough it is behind the scenes. Well, that's kind of what our, our master chef uh, had to go through. And we, we work with them, um, you know, saying what are, let's try a dozen flavors. What's hitting, what's missing, what's something that we can actually bring to the masses easily. Because again, this is not soup that is made on your stovetop, this is something that starts out dry in um, in an instant format, and then has to be brought to life with just eight ounces of hot water. So there's a it's a fun process when we get to go through our, our taste trials, and we're actually 
going through another round of them right now where our, our soups are pretty carb conscious, but we're going to deliver deliberately come out with this low carb line where we're looking for five to nine net carbs in our soups. And we're testing out lots of different flavors. Um, some can be a little bit more indulgent. Some might be a little more of a sweeter profile, but letting you get to enjoy your soup get the health benefits of bone broth and watch the carbs at the same time. I wouldn't think that your soup had a lot of carbs to begin with. Are you seeing a need for lower carbs? Some of our soups are already very low and could already be um, keto friendly or keto certified. You know, like our Tuscan vegetable is just single digit net carbs. Um, ranging up to something, it's nothing very high, but you know, maybe 20 net carbs in some of our um, more viscous soups right now. Uh, when, when looking at people who are thinking of, you know, should I explore a low-carb diet? Should I go all the way, you know, keto? There is There are definitely some cutoffs and thresholds. There's, if you're uh, just kind of going for a snack, you know, you want to, you know, look to see can we be five net carbs or fewer. If you want to be a mini meal, um, and, you know, actually categories as a meal, you still want to be the high single digits. Um, basically, there's, even if you're not calling yourself a keto product, it's being able to kind of keep the people happy who are actually going to turn that label around and do the math and find out what are the net carbs of a product while also appealing to people who are just dabbling and watching their, their overall carb intake. More than I do. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I started a, a, a low carb experiment because Whole Foods asked us, you know, can you make a low carb line? So about 14 months ago, I took on, I'd never done it before, a low carb diet just to see what it was like. And it really did change a lot. Uh, a lot of a lot of improvements, even, even though it is harder to follow a diet like that. And something that I've stuck with and I'm still doing 14 months later, we're no longer experimenting. It's just like a way of life for me. That's, uh, it's not what our brand is. Our brand is, you know, bone broth soup built around collagen. Like that's the most important part. But there, you know, if you're trying to help people eliminate chronic diseases and that's like the mission of your brand you you kind of have to look like one step adjacent making sure okay i'm i'm not just putting in some type of superfood or miracle ingredient and then forgetting about the rest putting in making something that's a salt bomb or making something that has a major allergen in it um you know unhealthy fat carbs like those are all things that could throw off any type of superfood ingredient so built around collagen and bone broth but being aware of everything else that's out there yeah, you have to live what you preach. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're we're doing that literally. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> um, so I do want to switch gears. How do you how do you approach getting the word out? Do you use social media, digital marketing? What are the tools that you've been using to get the word out about your business? Yeah, that's that's always the challenge because um, one of the major changes since the pandemic hit is. A lot of times people are going to find your product browsing through a store. So gone are the days of in-store demos and sampling. Um, even when people are going to stores, they're not lingering as long to go like check out new products. There's less foot traffic and shorter trips. People are kind of grabbing, you know, maybe the legacy brands or private label brands that they're used to. So to get the word out, um, a lot of it will be reaching people digitally, whether it's digital coupons or kind of boosting your presence on a dot-com storefront. So for example, you know, Ibotta, you know, you know, boosting, um, you know, getting our, our presence there with some digital coupons or BOGOs and testing those waters. Um, 
working with Instacart. People are using that more and more now. And there's a, you know, doing anything we can to, you know, get ourselves more present and aware in the Instacart rankings. Um, sometimes it gets down to the retailer level. So, you know, we're, you know, if you're shopping in a certain store, sometimes the consumers of that store have a loyalty app and they will go open up that app and you can promote and advertise within that app to reach people. Um, obviously, social media marketing, um, you know, put, trying to just grow presence on Instagram or Facebook, um, on Amazon, going more than just search ranking, looking for some retargeting ads to get people to just become aware. And what we're trying to do kind of first and foremost is driving trial of our product because we're still a young product. There's, you know, most of the shoppers in any given store have not heard of Parks and Mash and we're trying to get our product in their hand. That brings us to our last question. What's next for Parks and Nash? So in the very immediate forefront, as we are experimenting with new flavors, I'll actually be later this week in our own kitchen making some small batches. So this isn't a big production on small batches of some of these low carb flavors. Um, and then we're going to test them with some experts. So you want to, if you consider yourself a taste expert or uh, anyone, any of your colleagues or anyone listening, um, we're not going to make many of them, but we, what we really want to do is do our, uh, a small consumer trial with some of these low carb, probably six different flavors. Ask people, which ones would you have picked first? Which ones did you like the best? So there's a chance for some uh, kind of free product out of this. And it would really help us to kind of narrow in on which ones we might launch next. So uh, you could find us through our website and, and reach out uh, through the Parks and Nash website. And then we'd be happy to link up with people who are food experts and can help um, share their expertise on flavor profiles. Yes, I'm very excited and I will be signing up. <laughs> Sign up now and then we're a couple weeks away from, from getting some of these out. So happy to have happy to have you be part of this. So thanks again for joining us and we'll be sure to keep in touch. Yeah, Ronnie, thank you so much for having me and, and Parks and Nash and we're looking forward to continuing the conversation. Elliot shared some incredible tips and strategies for getting the word out about a new business. And I can't wait to try some of their new low-carb options. Thanks again, Elliot. And thank you listeners for joining us in our mission to bring together a community of visionaries dedicated to making the world a better place. Be sure to follow us on social media at Zora Digital. Talk up. Talking up is what Zora Talks is all about. We'll see you next month on the 15th for episode 22. Zora Digital is a digital marketing company based in Chicago. We help modern lifestyle brands with a spirit of innovation navigate the digital landscape and create significant ROI 